Welcome to another episode of the Superpowered Fancast. Uh, this is Darren. So, um, this episode is a a special one for me, and it's it's going to be pretty much just about Star Trek because I'm a I'm a huge uh, Trek nerd, a Trek geek, a Trekkie, a Trekker, whatever you want to call it, and I got the privilege of spending time with some of my favorite. Uh, Star Trek stars uh, last week at uh, Dragon Con in Atlanta. So I'm going to talk about that experience as well. And if my voice sounds a little off, it's because, you know, you, you can't walk out of something that awesome unscathed. So I got a little bit of the con crud going on. So um, my throat's a little, uh, throat's a little dry, a little scratchy. I got a little bit of a cold, so I'm kind of, you know, working it out as best I can. And but because this is so important to me, because this is uh, this is so much fun, I, I just it was so much fun. I just I want to talk about the experience. I want to talk about everything that and I can't talk about everything, but I talk about the, some of the things that I that I really enjoyed, and just talk about the you know the experience as a whole. And I think I'm just going to narrow it down to uh, to to Trek related things. So I'm going to be talking about uh, Dragon. Kind of talked about it uh, pretty much all week. Uh, I've I've written about it. Uh, on the website superpoweredfancast.com I've written articles about it on uh, Geeks Worldwide at the www.thegww.com so you can check those out and see my um, about my thoughts about uh, Dragon Con and how awesome it was um, but like I said I think I'm just going to narrow it down to to Trek for this episode and um, I guess we just go ahead and get started well you know what the first thing I want to do is I want to thank everyone who listens, everyone who's been listening um, since uh, I made the transition from a foursome to basically just me. Um, I I really want to thank you all for for continuing that journey, and I'm going to continue to try and and not have it just be me talking about things, and I'm going to keep uh, trying to bring guests on. I got a uh, a special Game of Thrones episode coming up where it's just me and my wife and, and uh, some of our uh, mutual friends just talking about um, just talking about uh, Game of Thrones. So that's going to be fun. Then I'm going to have another couple episodes coming up that are going to have some audio embeds and and hopefully some interviews coming up and just just keeping the momentum going. Just keeping it keeping it weekly. Um, but uh, just to get started, I'm going to talk about, like I said, this episode is basically just going to be about Star Trek. So I guess part of the first piece of news I can talk about is that um, Star Trek is returning. Uh, Star Trek um, Discovery ha- will have its first um, episode. Its premiere will be September 24th uh, on CBS at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 uh, Pacific. And this is before... It goes to uh, CBS All Access, so at the very least, you'll be able to get to see the first uh, episode of Star Trek Discovery and maybe get a sense of whether or not you want to continue watching. I'm as much as I love Star Trek, I'm still on the fence about about subscription services. I don't, you know. You know, I cut the cord like cable wise like years ago and haven't looked back. I'm just not, you know, I don't particularly uh, feel the the urge or the need to uh, to buy a network 
you know, just, I mean, if, if I'm going to get a service, I want a service. Like, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to spend that money per month to watch one show. Cause honestly, I don't know what else CBS, CBS has on that I would be willing to spend any money on considering that I could watch it for free on CBS. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, what the deal is with it. I don't know what they're trying to go for. I just know I'm not necessarily the type of, I'm not necessarily on board with the, with the service, but at the very least, I'm going to watch the first episode of Star Trek Discovery because it is, you know, despite all the controversy, it it is looking, um, it is looking a lot better. Um, now another Trek news, uh, I can't necessarily say this news, but you know, I was at, um, while I was at Dragon Con, uh, I went to the, uh, Star Trek, the next generation, uh, panel. They're celebrating, uh, 30 years, 30 years of Star Trek, the next generation. And so they had, um, Michael Dorn who plays Worf. Uh, they had, um, Jonathan Frakes plays, uh, Commander Riker, uh, Gase McFadden plays Dr. Crusher, uh, Marina Sirtis. Uh, who played uh, Counselor Troy and Brent Spiner, uh, who plays Data. Now, uh, it was um, actually moderated by uh, Garrett Wong, who was uh, Ensign Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager. So he uh, he's kind of, you know, in the, he's he's in the Star Trek fold. So he's uh, he was moderating the panel and it was it was really fun. It was just, you know, um people got up and they got and they asked her questions. I got up to ask a question and you know, it was, it was that moment where like you, I, I had a question like, like prepared and then they went ahead and uh, said last question. And it was the person on the opposite side of me. So I didn't get to ask, ask my question of the group, but they, it was still really gracious. Everyone was really nice. I got to see Marina Sirtis after the, uh, uh, after the panel and I shook her hand and she was, she was very sweet. She's very nice lady. Um, her Twitter feed is amazing by the way. Like it's, it's just, it's fun. It's funny. And she's like, she's, um, I'll put it to you this way. She is, she is honest. <laughs> she is honest as all get out. And it's, it's definitely worth, uh, worth following her, uh, on Twitter. Um, but, uh, as far as that goes, like they were talking about, you know, they talked about, um, the show and they talked about, uh, like memories of the show and the people that asked questions and it was really fun. And I think I have the audio of it. I may not have the whole thing, but whatever I do, I actually may go ahead and do that on a future episode. Um, but this episode is actually all about, uh, all about Trek. And at the end is going to be my, um, my interview Well, me and other people, like it was a press conference uh, format, but an interview, with Michael Dorn himself. So it'll be an, an interview with, uh, with Worf. And, um, he was very sweet. He was very gracious, uh, answered our questions. It was very funny. Um, we had to take pictures after that. So I got a picture of me standing next to one of my heroes. Cause he was, he, he wasn't his, he was one of my heroes. Um, he was just, um, as someone who suffered, who suffers from depression, I'm not, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily get emotional around, the people I didn't necessarily want to, you know, feel emotions or necessarily be emotional. And he could, uh, he, he conveyed in Worf, um, strength 
and at the same time um, allowed emotions to happen, but was able to kind of control them. And I think that's kind of what I what I responded to was his ability to kind of control his emotions um, because of, you know, well, I'm, I'm a big guy. I always have been. So I've always felt that if I didn't control my emotions, somebody could get hurt. So it was uh, it was always kind of gratifying that I could look to him as, as that example and just kind of, you know, um, keep my, you know, keep my wits about me and keep my uh, and keep my composure, uh, even though I know, you know, like the person in front of me, I could, you know, tear apart like a piece of tissue paper. Uh, I never uh, kind of went there. But um, but the the panel was really was really cool. And, uh, it was, uh, but my question was, and I actually had a question that had, had, had nothing to do with Star Trek because everyone on the, uh, on the panel, uh, had, uh, done voices for one of my favorite animated series, Gargoyles by Greg Weissman. And my question was if Weissman, because, uh, because Weissman was also involved in Young Justice with Young Justice coming back with Young Justice Outcast. Um, if they did a Gargoyles revival, would they, um, would they come back? So that was going to be my question. So I didn't necessarily get a chance. I didn't get to ask that question of the panel, but being in the world of technology and social media, I went ahead and, uh, tagged each one of them in a, a Twitter, a Twitter post and, and asked the question and literally just kind of went with, you know what? I, I didn't get a chance to ask my question of, um, of the group. So I just want to kind of go ahead and, and ask it now. And it was, um, you know, it was funny that it almost immediately. Cause I, you know, I tagged, uh, cause I follow them all on, on Twitter. Like I follow, um, I follow Jonathan Frakes. I follow uh, Michael Dorn. I follow Gates McFadden. I follow Brent Spiner. I follow Marina Sirtis on on Twitter. So I went ahead and and just kind of asked them all my question. And you know, there wasn't there was no expect no expectation of anything. I didn't you know really expect uh, anyone to respond, but um, I did actually get a response from uh, Brent Spiner who, you know, when I asked the question, he said, yep. Now, I didn't know if he was speaking for the group or if he was speaking for himself, but it'd be nice to think that they kind of, um, that they, you know, that they collectively thought about it and, uh, and, and would have considered it because I think they were, they were all amazing on that, on that series. And <laughs> just the fact that I can, you know, remember, uh, Eric, I can remember their characters. Like I can remember the Brent Spiner was Puck and I can remember that um, <clears throat> that uh, Jonathan Frakes was was Xanatos, and I can remember that uh, that Marina Sirtis was Demona, and and uh, Michael Dorn was my was my favorite uh, character, uh, one of my favorite characters next to Goliath, the Cold Stone, just because like his just that the having to deal with being the having the personalities of so many different gargoyles, like it was just it was it, it was a, an amazing uh, characterization. So I loved Cold Stone. So that was awesome that I got to, that I got to, to, at the very least, ask that question and get an, get a response in, in some way from, from Brent Spiner. So I want to thank you, uh, Mr. Spiner, def, uh, definitely for, for that. I really appreciate it. But, um, 
Without further ado, because I could, you know, I could continue to prattle on about Star Trek, or I could just go ahead and uh, let you all listen to um, Michael Dorn uh, talk about uh, his time on Star Trek, his his aspirations. Uh, like, did you know that he uh, that he really just uh, that he got into the business to be a director? I didn't know that, but I didn't know that, and I've you know been following the man's career for almost thirty years now. So it was, uh, it was an interesting conversation. I, I'm, you know, I'm hoping the, the audio, uh, is good. If it's not, let me know and I'll try and do what I can to, to fix it. But it's kind of, you know, the best is what I could do, uh, at the time and, uh, just kind of dealing with, uh, the equipment that I had. Cause what I did was, uh, I tried to record both the audio and, uh, audio separately. So I put like a, a handheld, um, uh, voice recorder next to him. And that's the, that's literally the audio you're going to hear, but I also set up my video camera and tripod. And for some reason I got none of the video and that sucked. Oh, so horrible. Cause I really wanted that video it was so cool, but I didn't get any of the video. So the, I did get the audio and that's, and that's what's going up on the, uh, on the podcast this evening. So, um, for everyone who's listening, without further ado, Mr. Michael. Oh, well, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to say that. You're going to hear like sound effects. You're going to, in fact, you're probably going to hear my camera shutting itself off, off and on a couple of times, uh, the video camera. So again, just bear with me. I'm sorry about it. You know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still relatively new at a lot of this stuff, especially the production uh, aspect of it. But I'm trying to, I'm doing my best to get my sea legs. And any advice is, is definitely welcome. So without further ado, uh, Michael Dorn. Agility, my age has never been a factor. <laughs> 65 is not old for a football player. So I think we got out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes. Michael, uh, Charles Evans, fansided.com. Um, you directed one of my favorite DS9 episodes ever, uh, Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to know if you have any interest in continuing to direct, and would you be open, you know, Jonathan Frakes is directing an episode of The Orville coming mm-hmm. up, would you be open to directing possibly something like The Orville or even a future Star Trek episode? Uh, interesting mm-hmm. enough, I, that's why I got in the business, to be a director. And I got waylaid by acting. I love acting, and so I got waylaid, and I always was putting off directing you know, for a year or something like that, and then it was 40 years later, <laughs> and uh, I finally got the opportunity on Deep Space, and I really wanted to do it. That's why, you know, when I left Deep Space, it was like going that direction, and I directed a couple of other shows that were that were um, very happy with my work and, it, you know, contracted me to do more shows, and both shows got canceled, and, uh, and then I was... Uh, I was con- contracted to do one uh, guaranteed show and three um, uh, pay or play on um, Enterprise. And uh, that didn't work out. And it was just a whole kind of comedy of errors, and time goes by. But I, I love it. I love directing, and I would love to do it. I mean, it's just one of those things. That directing is almost as, it's much harder than acting because it's about knowing that one guy that goes, yes, you're going to do it. Like Chandra Rhimes, you know, if she says, oh, I want him to direct, you're going to direct. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and it's a difficult thing. It's really difficult. 
But Jonathan and LaVar are very fortunate and, and wonderful directors, so they're able to, to move in and out of that world very easily. Thank you. You're um, I kind of just want to talk about the totality of having such a robust career mm -hmm. um, and living in a kind of a, a dream space where you are, you are doing a job and have this space in, in pop culture and nerd culture history. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of what does that look like from the, from the inside looking outward? Like what does it feel and look like to you? Uh, to me, it, um, I've always been a, a, a fairly simple guy, you know? And I never really looked at, um, at anything except as a good job as sort of my middle class upbringing, mm -hmm. you know? And um, uh, my focus was always on the work and, and so I didn't really get the whole pop culture. I mean, I knew that Star Trek was, was a huge right. thing because I was a fan of the original show. But, um, but I didn't know how, how big it was gonna be uh, until way after it was over. And then you get a sense of that. Uh, I think if I was somebody else, you know, you might look at it as a detriment because, you know, that's it. You know, and you may not work ever again, or you may not have that type of success again. Um, but luckily, I was—I um, did a show many years ago where I got just a tiny bit of starting, just just a little tiny bit, and. It showed me what the business was like. And so when this came along, I was prepared. I wasn't looking at it as, you know, as something that was, oh my God, I'm gonna be in the, you know, in, in this, this pop icon or whatever the case that people would bring right. this time. I was just, just happy to have a good job. And if somebody said, you know, Michael, that's it, you're done, you're not gonna do anything else, you know, I would say eleven years and five movies is is a good run. Yeah. A very good run. So I, I, I think it's, I, I look at it as very fortunate and, and, uh, and that's about it. I'm, I'm honored, I mean, right. and plus, the conventions are just out of control still. I mean, seriously, 3,000 people in the room and 2,000 people in the room to, to listen to us, you know, prattle on. I mean, it's, you, you just don't get that anywhere. So, um, so that's another, that's another they, we always say it's the gift that keeps on giving, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Superman. Thank you. Could you tell us about your Star Trek headpiece? Yeah. Was it like a singular unit, and when you put it on, did it kind of transform you as an actor? Uh, not as an actor, but as Michael Dorn, you know, grumpy and surly, yeah, because it was, uh, it's, it's a three-step, four-step? Let me count it. The headpiece comes on, the nose, the hair, the beard, and the teeth. So there was a five-step process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, it was not heavy or anything like that, but it was seriously uncomfortable. It was like, and you know, they put it on with spirit gum, which is basically airplane glue, you know. And at, at that point, makeup hadn't progressed in 70 years. Mm -hmm. It was still doing the same makeup that they did with the original Frankenstein, you know. Wow. And you know, Mike Westmore, who was a, had a long lineage of, of makeup artists in his family, did it the same way. And they had to change it after two years because it became um, one of those situations where I, I seriously went up there to the producers and told them I can't do this anymore. You just, second season, I'm done. I love the script, 
love the actors, I love what I do, I love the character, I mean everything. Just can't, I need to have a career after this is over, and I wasn't going to, I mean it was going to be seriously scarred. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should have just done it and then sue the shit up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's good. Yes, sir. Um, uh, Dragon Con is is uh, having a screening of a, a film you did with other like with like forty other uh, Star Trek alum. Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, how did that process like? How did you get involved in that? In, in that was a fairly bizarre process because. It took a very long time to get it to, you know, to the, this this point, and I was contacted by these producers and this director. And I had lunch with them, and I'm looking around. And it's a fairly motley group, you know. It was like very different people, and I go, oh, and the script has changed dramatically over the years, and I kind of honor my you know, my commitments. And so when they said, okay, we're ready to shoot your scene, or your couple scenes, whatever the case, I showed up in Malibu, shot the scene, and that was it. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of bizarre, but it's not too bizarre because a lot of times with uh, guest stars on TV and guest stars in movies, that's all you do anyway. Mm -hmm. Show up, you read the script, you show up, shoot the thing, and then you're done. And then you go to the screening to see, you know, you were any good. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I was going to call last call. I mean, last, last call. Last, last call. No, last question. I wonder what's please. on your mind. That's <laughs> brief. <laughs> Hi, I'm Crystal Sparrow from Black Girl Nerds. Um, I wanted to know okay, so Star Trek, at the end of Deep Space Nine, that was the end of the canon. Everything else has been a prequel or a side pool. Do you ever think about? Um, I know you were inhabited war for like 11 years, like you said. Do you ever think about what that character would have done post mm -hmm. that story? Post? That yeah, post, like the after, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I wrote a, a script and I, I had this idea to do a, a war spinoff. Mm. And uh, it was, the, the theory or, the, or the, the gist of the story was basically, we, or the thought behind the process, was that we liked the Klingons a lot. The fans really liked the Klingons, and we've always scratched the surface, mm -hmm. always. There's never been, except in Deep Space Nine, they got further and further into the whole uh, Klingon culture, which was great, but they never really dealt with it completely. And I always thought it was very interesting. Uh, you know, like I said, the fans love the, the whole Klingon mythology, and it's very Shakespeare, mm -hmm. very Shakespeare, and so, the story was just basically that he goes back to the Klingon Empire and he is fighting to keep the Empire together because it is, it is doing what it's always done and it's destroying itself from the inside. You know, coups and assassinations and grab for power and you know, it's just a, a normal thing. In fact, um, one of the characters has a line where, you know, uh, it's, they say, why are you doing this, you know, because we're gonna, and, he, and she goes, that's it. It's just power. That's, you know, there's no, you know, item of great power that's gonna change the, it's just intrigue, you know, and that's all, that's, and they've hung on to that for centuries. And, but the Klingon Empire is changing, and in the script, there were other aliens, there were humans, there were other, on the Klingon Empire, which 
interestingly enough, I didn't think about this when I was writing it, which was 12 years ago. It echoes what's happening now, mm. is that the Klingon Empire is pointing at these aliens and pointing at these mm. people going, that's why, that's the problem. They're the ones that are causing us to, you know, mm -hmm. which is not true. Right. But, um, and that was the, that was the entry. And it had legs for a bit. I mean, I got a couple of meetings and people were very interested, but you know, with, with the business, it kind of fell by the wayside, which is too bad. But he would be, he would be on a ship out there, adventure, going to different places, you know, really trying to keep the Klingon Empire together, but out there exploring, because he loves being on a ship. He loves being out there, being on the front lines. And it would be, there would be two major battles per episode, and two hand-to-hand -hand fights <laughs> per episode. That sounds amazing. Yeah, Thank I know, you. I know. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, That's it. Thank you. So cool. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, guys. You bet. Thank you. So there you have it. That would be the awesome uh, Michael Dorn. Um, once again, he was he was really great, and I appreciate uh, the time I got to 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 spend with him. Uh, the his um, his poise, his dignity, his grace, his humor. Um, it was just it was a really great time. And <clears throat> I said I I, I appreciated uh, not only every moment of it, but just the entire Dragon Con experience. Like I I, I appreciated the entire experience, and. I'm, I'm still kind of, I'm still on a, I'm still on a, on a, on a bit of a high, uh, after, uh, after the weekend. And it's been like, you know, I've been home like for three days, but I'm still just kind of feeling, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm still kind of feeling that, um, that momentum. It, it's actually really kind of helped me in my creativity. I'm still, you know, I've been writing, uh, left and right and just kind of doing as, as much as I can. And on that note, um, for uh once again thanks for thank you for listening um if you want to contact me please feel free um you can follow me on uh on twitter uh at superpowered fan um you can go to my facebook page be facebook.com slash superpowered fancast um this will be on my youtube channels you can go to youtube and and check it out and you can also um what else you can uh, email me at superpoweredfancast at gmail.com. You can read my articles on uh, superpoweredfancast.com. And you can also find me as, uh, find me in my news articles and comic book reviews and a lot of my Dragon Con coverage on uh, Geeks Worldwide. That would be www.thegww.com. And so for, uh, for Superpowered Fancast, this is Darren saying, uh, See you next week. All right. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!